Welcome to Roundtail Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, look for moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie, on this amazing <laughs> weathery morning. I heard, I heard the term bomb cyclone. Oh, Is that... oh, of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. Um, I will say from what it sounded like here in our house, we're kind of like up on a bit of a, a mountain yep. side. It, um, yeah, believable. Okay. Believable. So I appreciate the opportunity to record remotely today. Yes. Yes. No need <laughs> to get out on the roads. To... I, I got a list from the town of Reading as to all of the roads blocked. And it was. I thought that would be the case. Quite a list. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. The movies. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday was our family children's annual christmas pageant yes um which was adorable as you might expect i thought it went very smoothly i thought they all did so well the kids were great beautifully done yeah the pageant is such a that's a Mm -hmm. huge tradition in so many churches you know to have that opportunity so yeah it was beautifully done (laughs) in every way absolutely it was fun because my uh my spouse and kid were in it this year for the first time ever and and gus was trading texts with our friends and he her they live in philadelphia and he was also in the pageant also a shepherd so they were like comparing notes on (laughs) how to be the best shepherds they could be for their respective churches it was very sweet oh (laughs) getting every the whole family involved in these things it was fun to see um all families coming together in the big you know, the big church, in-person church coming, family coming together. So that was really yes. fun. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think traditions like that are, they're like rungs on a ladder. You know, we mm-hmm. sort of go from tradition to tradition to bring ourselves to a uh, a different perspective and, a you know, hopefully a, a place of stronger community as well. So that was uh, really in evidence yesterday. <clears throat> Absolutely. So you wanted to bring some of that into our conversation today? I do. Yes. You know, I um, <clears throat> I was thinking yesterday at the outset of the pageant that at, at its most basic level, the, the purpose of the pageant is to tell the Christmas story. And of course, to tell it as uh, <laughs> engagingly and creatively and humorously as possible. But it just struck me yesterday that this story has been told for over 2000 years now. And we we take traditions like a Christmas pageant to help us tell it, right? To mm-hmm. kind of remember it from year to year. But it's such a remarkable story when you think about it that 2,000 years ago, Rome was an empire that stretched across thousands and thousands of miles and engulfed so much of the civilized world at the time. And the the little section the little region of the world where jesus and joseph and mary lived and uh, was such a tiny part of that it was kind of at the back edge of the roman empire not unimportant to the empire but you know i mean still way away from the nerve center mm-hmm. and yet here this extraordinary story emerges mm-hmm. from the edges and i think there's something so powerful about that and if we're feeling you know kind of on the edge of things and not able to make change, not feeling very central to things. This is a good story to tell and a good Mm -hmm. story to remember. And Mm -hmm. so uh, after the pageant, 
I was reminded of a book called Stories of God by a man named John Shea. He's a Roman Catholic uh, theologian and writer. I've really enjoyed his books. He's a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and one of his books, he actually has a quotation as the front cover of the book, which is rare. Yeah, that's a cool move. Right. And um, he says on the front, of, on the front cover, the, the book, by the way, is called Stories of God <laughs> and Unauthorized Biography. <laughs> <laughs> so he's modest about his aspirations here, but that's still, great. but still shooting high. So. It. He says, when we reach our limits, when our ordered worlds collapse, this may sound familiar to many of us these days, when we cannot enact our moral ideals, when we are disenchanted, we often enter into the awareness of mystery. And I um, thought that was an interesting thing to say, because I thought what he would say after all of that is that we can feel really blue, you know, after we can't do this, we can't do that. Instead, he says... We enter into the awareness of mystery. We are inescapably related to this mystery, which is imminent and oh, transcendent, right? So it's it's near us and it's beyond us, which issues invitations we must respond to. I love that. Hmm. Which is ambiguous about its intentions. So you got to figure it out. And which is real and important beyond all else. So there's a lot going on in that little passage, right? And that's the think, cover of the book? And that is the cover of the book. And he says, uh, there's one other line. He says, you know, at, at these times when we feel like this, we gather together and tell stories of God to calm our terror and hold our hope on high. Wow. And as I was sitting in the sanctuary, one of the nice things about the Christmas pageant, from my perspective, is I could just absorb it. I don't have to do anything. Is that you're not it. in it? I'm not in it, mercifully for everybody. Um, I just I listen to the story, and I think this is a story that is designed to calm our terror and hold our hope on high. It's True. it's a story about God at work in the tiniest possible way in human life, bringing a new, helping to create this environment where a new life is going to be born. And then this child's parents have to take responsibility. Joseph becomes an adoptive father. Mary is the mother. And, you know, before heavens, Jesus has even had a chance to really get fully formed in the world. They have to whisk him away because he's in danger. And, uh, and we have inherited this story and what in the world does it there's so much mystery to it mm -hmm. uh there's the story of god who's at work within it that's the imminent part and then there's the story of god working kind of above it that's mm -hmm. the transcendent part and i think at this time when i hear people express concerns about the future and i do hear that people say i'm worried about the future i'm fearful about the future it's a time to break out the stories. That's so interesting because, you know, on the one hand, the story of the birth of Jesus, you know, I feel like as children we're taught and this is very like everything's sweet. And they're like, oh, there's a lamb and oh, there's a donkey. The and lovely oh, hay. The hay. <laughs> and now as, you know, I feel like a lot of conversations <laughs> will be how like, well, now as a mom. Yeah, um, yeah. 
different perspective. Thomas, some different, some ad, added perspective. Don't get yeah. me started on the little drummer boy because he is not welcome. We won't be. <laughs> <laughs> but this idea that it's like it is, it is this precious, earth-shattering for the world, but earth-shattering for Mary, and then Ew. everything she, you know, the birth of Jesus is as a human body is there's a human element there and what i'm just i like i you know this happened last year at christmas too like thinking of what it was like for mary this young woman Uh and then all of the like recovery of giving birth and then trying to like have to flee with this new baby and she's trying to figure out like how to be a mom to this like baby who's also deity like what (laughs) yeah I can't imagine, you know, like this idea of the way you think your life is going to go. And then uh-huh. like hard turn. <laughs> no kidding. And that she, you know, she in, in, you know, the welcoming of Jesus. There's also, she is so uh, relatable in that, in that element. And we can find so much of ourselves in that element. And also the same thing with Joseph. Like he thought everything was fine. He had this beautiful new wife mm-hmm. he was going to have, this new family he was going to have. And like, nope. Right. <laughs> Turning off all the expectations because there's a higher calling um, yeah. for their yeah. lives. It's, it's, it's wild to think of the, the tumult um, mm-hmm. that they were writing basically it feels like they were kind of along for the ride it felt like yeah i think uh earth shattering is something that applies to all of them right mm-hmm. all of the all of the christmas characters if we mm-hmm. describe it like that and of course it was intended to be shattering for rome as well because when mary has her time to sing her little song called the magnificat you know from the latin my soul doth magnify the lord um, it's a it's an earth shattering song. She said mm-hmm. that because of what God has done in her, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone is going to regard me as blessed, which is a huge, you know, sort of upheaval. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other part of that is that it's going to be a change for society. She said those who've essentially been the recipients of all of the good things and the mm-hmm. power and the material resources are now going to experience something different. And those who've been empty are finally going to have some experience of fullness. That that was her dream at the time. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I think part of what uh, I love about John Shea's comment, he says that, um, you know, this, we, it, it, an invitation comes to us through this story, which mm-hmm. is ambiguous. You know, we have to figure it out. And it doesn't resolve all of the problems that the world faces all at once, right? Mm-hmm. Mary, Mary and Joseph uh, are refugees, and there are still millions of refugees and evacuees across the world. So here we are 2,000 years later, still working this story through. And I'm so glad that we celebrate it in the way that we do. Mm-hmm. We tell it in the most imaginative way that we can. But now, of course, the challenge is to live it every year, as he says, it's an invitation. And uh, how shall we pick up that invitation and express that in our lives? It's it's such an amazing thing to have this gesture made towards us um, through this story. It's so interesting, too, because, you know, Christmas comes every 12 months. Right. Yep. And sometimes it feels like it's 
every six months with how we celebrated a society and, and whatnot. But, you know, we have these stories that we revisit every year, the Christmas stories and then the, East, the, the Lent and Holy Week and Easter stories. And it's so interesting because I feel like we're always finding something new in them. We're always we're, mm-hmm. we're connecting to them in new ways. And it's not because the stories are changing. I think it's, it's as we're changing and we're learning and growing, hopefully, mm-hmm. that we're finding in them new new layers that we continually learn from and mm-hmm. be, be challenged by mm-hmm. um, to to be more loving, more open, and, you know, give, be the innkeeper mm-hmm. in the, the, mm-hmm. the Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like the innkeeper is that unsung hero, you know? Right. At least it's a place. It's not no place. Yeah. Yeah. He tries right? best. He tries yeah, best. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about another character who's relatable. It's like, right. you guys have tried. <laughs> what can I say? I was full up. There was no vacancy. You know, I had the right. sign outside and it's lo and behold. A, just a guy trying to make a living here. <laughs> right. You know, I think, it, I think there could be a whole sermon series, really, which is they did their best. <laughs> right. There's a lot of those characters. <laughs> you know how people say, like, I want that on my tube. I want that on my tube. So she did her best. Exactly she tried her right. best. That's all. You know, I can think of no better. Because <laughs> it is both optimistic, but also super realistic. Like, what? Right. She tried. She tried. Did not succeed. She tried. I, uh, when I think of these characters, you know, and what they what they wind up trying to do with their lives i mm-hmm. i know that i've told you this story before we may have even told it on the podcast but some years ago i was talking with a a woman who said that, you know when she suddenly when she started having children she realized oh my gosh what kind of a world am i in you know how am i going to do this and yeah. somebody gave her <clears throat> a book by i think it's an austrian psychologist his name is bruno bettelheim and he wrote a book called a good enough parent and she, <laughs> she said i bought it put it on my nightstand and never read it. But it just reminded me every day, be good enough. It's so so great. It's a a good standard. Mm -hmm. And I I think that the characters in these stories, you know, maybe that's the way to look at them is that they they were at a certain level, but they actually got up to another level that was good (laughs) enough to do what needed to be done in that moment. And uh, so they're not, you know they're not impossibly good they're not at that level but they they did what needed to be done they took care of the child when they needed to run they ran when it was time to come back home they came back home um and it's interesting because we we don't have uh or almost any stories about jesus right as a child other than these these nativity stories we have one ch- one story about him as an adolescent when you know he gets lost for a day and parents have to go <laughs> back and find him because <laughs> you know they've misplaced him for a while um but again all very human and realizable and it just again it's it's that god chooses to work within the limitations of human life mm-hmm. and that may perplex us it may anger us um because we'd rather at times that god didn't you know that god worked above and through but the mm-hmm. choice here over and over is to work through humanity, to work through what it means to be human, which is actually an incredible gesture of confidence towards uh-huh. hum- human beings and humanity. Right. So 
all of that, I think, comes through this Christmas story as well. And that expectation that we be better than our basest selves, mm. you know, this idea that God working through us means that we have the ability to do wonders, to do mm -hmm. amazing things for mm -hmm. each other and for our world and for our planet. And that, you know, though sometimes it feels like humanity is pretty, pretty crummy, frankly, uh -huh. at least uh -huh. to me. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I think it's interesting that, that, you know, as the clay, we could be so many different, so many different things. We have potential. Yes. Live into it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think my takeaway from our wonderful pageant and from this time of the year is that, you know, we can hear the story, but it, it can just kind of cycle through and not catch us very much. But to really stop, say, wait a second, I'm going to really read this story. I'm going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. I think I already know it. I think I already know what it's going to say. Try to suspend that for a little while mm -hmm. and really listen to what's going on there. It's a story, as John Shea says, that can calm our terrors and help mm -hmm. us to hold our hope on high. And that, I think, is my great hope for Christmas. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to the story very carefully this year. Absolutely. Well, thank you for this conversation, Ed. And this is, I believe, our last podcast for 2023. Yes. Um, wow. And we will be back on, let's just quickly check some calendar. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you. We will be back on January 9th. Great. With all new, all new episodes. We're so grateful to each of you for joining us for these conversations. We hope you have yes. a wonderful rest of the year, a beautiful mm -hmm. celebration of your holiday season and some good time to rest. And we will do some resting and <laughs> <laughs> with our families and be back with you. So thank you all so, so much and happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, there are a few things that you can do that would make a big difference to us. Like the video, subscribe if you aren't, and click the notification bell and select all. Thank you.